Good morning on this Thursday, October 3rd, 2019. Woo-hoo! Where is the year going? As I wait uh, for my next accounting and tax work so that I may be able to do the month's uh, work for the, my brothers and sisters uh, who are my clients that has recognized the Lord's gift uh, for accounting. Um, I continue to seek in the Lord as for His direction and His wisdom and understanding. And for a little while now, it's put a burden on my heart. Those who are truly saints of God, true of God of God, God will share with us a portion of his burdens. He doesn't burden us more than we can handle and where we're at in our maturity in him, of course. He handles all of our burdens. He handles all of our strongholds. He is in the yoke with us. We are not, we are no longer alone when we are walking this world still unsaved, still not knowing uh, God through Jesus Christ by His Holy Spirit. That's the only way to know God. The only way to get to heaven is to we recognize and we realize when God softened our hearts that we need to cry out from Him both from within our hearts, that's the center of our being, that heart is cardia, uh, and with our lips. God doesn't just stir a emotions in us, a certain emotion in us, like, wee, man, my body tingled. Okay, that was sarcasm, sorry about that. You know, the, that, meant, that was meant to be convicting to some, but uh, I wanted to make it a little humorous out there to... Lube is up this morning. Wig is up this morning. Boy, I need that one. Thursday, long week. Um, but it's been on my heart out there, listening. Blessed to have um, had a season of about five to six years. Um, may not be over yet. It appears that. Uh, maybe on hold while I do what is right in obedient in the Lord uh, be like a caregiver or caretaker for my elderly parents true still waiting for God to save them that would make it a little bit easier not perfect uh, for those that don't know that yet you won't find um, put your parents in a home or put your parents in an elderly center that's of uh, Satan. That is not honoring your mother and father. Um, for many of us that don't know your father as of yet. Oh, you got one. That's um, because your mother chose to sin. Well, they both chose to sin. Chose not to uh, come together. They're still held accountable for raising you up in the Lord. And if they're not, if they're raising you up in church and not in the Lord. Their condemnation is going to fall on them. And there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. But if they're still doing that, they're not in Christ Jesus yet. Okay, that was a commercial break. Uh, entry break. That may be something else for some of the future. I may have to cut this out. Um, but as a confirming and studying and heard confirmation from various uh, anointed 
fellow saints of God and leaders of God speak of uh, the body. We have, we especially here in the West, have allowed Satan to sneak in, and that's the way he comes, he sneaks. Um, of course, there are some churches that lost the anointing of God. He just, you know, now he walks right in the front door. Uh, but usually he don't. He crawls into a window. He crawls into the back door or whatever. Um, but once uh, God pulls his candle stick from that, as you look at the church of Revelations, yes, God says that he will do that if they don't repent. If they don't repent, there are churches out there that have failed to repent before God. Now, can they still repent? I think so. I think as long as we got breath in our lungs, we can repent and confess. Um, when you look at the rest of the scriptures, you got so many of us that act foolish sometimes. And I said, I said it because we all can do it as long as we are in these temporary fleshly temples. Um, go contrary to what God stop. We can choose not to listen to God. That is not a wise decision. Uh, I've been there. You've all been there. God knows how to get our attention. He'll remove what needs to be removed. Dang, I lost my place. Uh, okay. Okay, maybe time for a new Bible. This one's one well used. It's falling apart. Oh, good. That wasn't the Bible. Okay. Um, it was additional stuff. Um, over in, we're going to start over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, remember the the letter that God told Paul to write to the 1 Corinthians. <laughs> that was a, this was a large church body. Not in a building, but, um, they, well, they obviously were in buildings, houses, uh, some still maybe went to the temples. A lot of were Jews. A lot of them were not. But now they were all saints of Christ. This was a very correcting and convicting and disciplining letter. Second uh, Corinthians more testimony sharing. But First Corinthians was pointing out the errors that they were the sins they were committing before God, and they were correcting it. In chapter twelve, he describes. Who the body of Christ is. It is not a building. It is not a government approved organization. Nowhere in the book of Acts. Which is what every single one. Of the letters to. The leaders of the church. And the entire church members. Are based upon. The church is built by Jesus Christ. Not man. As human. And not man or woman. It is built on Jesus Christ alone. He is the cornerstone. He's the one that adds to his church because he's the one that saves. There is not another human being. Notice I say another. Jesus was full of God and fully human. Jesus Christ was the only perfect human being. Muhammad was it. Buddha was it. Uh, all the zillions of gods. Okay, zillions. Uh... That was exaggeration. We don't know how many. I don't care know how many. Mary was never God. It never will be God. Uh, never the leader. Chosen, but not leader. Uh, Peter was never God. The still is not God. 
um, things of that nature, but I think you get the gist of it. But over in the body of Christ, I want to point out, you got to read the whole context, of course, of who the body is and how God puts the body together. He puts it together according to His will, not my will, not your will, but it is for the body of Christ first and for our earthly families. They come with us, saved or unsaved, so that they can hear the gospel. But it's like, but now God has placed the members, each one of them, not a one, in the body just as he desires. Uh, Psalm 92, it says we are planted in the house of God and we will flourish in the courts of God. Uh, I think that is a good quote. Go back and read it out there, but you'll get the gist of it. Uh, it's time for me to turn with this one because I'm holding the, fo- the phone for the recording. Um, you got leaders, many leaders, too many leaders that have come, that have become like the priest Eli. Remember in the Old Testament, all the priests would come from one descent were appointed um, when all the tribes got their assignment from the tribe of Levi, the priest. That's where the descendants would say, well, my daddy was a priest. You know, I, I'm a priest. God does, no longer calls priests according to that. If your daddy was a priest, well, praise God. Uh, or a pastor. That does not mean by no right, uh, no seminary can call a a man, a woman. No seminary can say, oh, well, you know, I think God's saying you're, you're a pastor. You're an elder. You're an evangelist. Um, yeah, well, pastor is an elder. Okay. Slap me on that one. A deacon. It's only God that has to do that. However, when God is actually moving within that portion of the body in that city or community, when the leaders are truly hearing the Lord Jesus Christ, remember the Holy Spirit will never speak about himself and for himself. He speaks, Jesus said this in John. In other places, no, actually says it in the book of John, uh, letter of John, that he speaks only what he hears Jesus, Lord Jesus say, and Jesus only speaks what the Father says. That's the Godhead. He will not speak on his own. He will not speak about himself. Jesus didn't speak about himself. They all are one. We are to be one as they are one now, because we are only one in Him. Um. Other members, this for some reason is no longer being practiced as it should be, and that's called rebellion and disobedience. God is not pleased with that portion of the body if it does this. And He starts with the leaders who are more held accountable. God has allowed me for a season, whether that's future, to be a leader. I was scared. I shook every single time when I was it when it was time to act in that capacity. That is not one that I definitely didn't have on my list of goals when I started goal writing and end of goal writing actually now because uh, that's part of the flesh. When I started, had my list of goals. 
in somewhere around high school or college out there. That definitely was not the old to be a leader, you know, a leader for God. That was not one of my goals. But it was to know God. And I didn't know him at the time. I went back when I found one of those goals on my computer and it says, Oh, Lord. And I looked at some other stuff. Now, some of those goals had not been fulfilled, which means they were of the flesh. One of them may still be waiting under. I don't know. There were some of them that was, you You can tell it's of God, where it's just like God will put you in those opportunities when he is ready and when that place that he has for you. We have to be listening but the leaders that we are currently under also have to be listening too. If they're not listening, if you're in and you're sitting around, there's a line that <coughs> I'm sure we have excuse me, we've all heard number of times is saying, Well, you know, eighty percent of the work gets done by twenty percent of the people. That is actually said in church. You know what? A lot of that well yeah, that is true because I witnessed that. And there are some in there that are not hearing God and standing up. However, a lot of that accountability is going to fall on the leaders, not just pastor, but elders and deacons. They're also, if they're, if God's appointed them elders and deacons, they also need to be hearing God's voice clearly. Their families are not before God. Their families are not before the family of God. That is not the order of change. First Corinthians chapter 7 does not say that. They have to take a less of a... God will take a little bit of the burden of overseeing his body, portion that portion of his body, when he is married from that. Yes, I'm using the term on he and that one. So that he can have his proper, um, well, what's the word, um, work regarding his spouse and children, but that anointing's still there. It may come a time where he has to step down from leadership and the God will tell him, okay, fine, go ahead and serve your family because I'm getting ready to move your family over there. The family comes with him. In leadership, they are not alone. Not to serve together. Um, and if the child, is, and if there's a child in rebellion, you need to step aside, bro. Until God works through you to get that child back <coughs> uh, in rebellion. You put your arms around, and you love them, saying, "What's up, son? What's up, daughter? What, what up? What's going on?" Slap the crap up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, there may be need for chastening and the discipline. But, yeah, don't be, don't abuse them. Don't do that. No. Uh, but there definitely will be a chastening. But love is the center of that. Um, verse 26. In the different segments of bodies that God planted me during the different seasons of life. When I was in Amazon, playing with an awesome church. Um, when I was in Charlotte, I stopped seeing that. Um, practiced as much and if one member suffers all the members suffer with it if one member is honored all the members rejoice with it that part needs to be practiced again 
within the body of Christ. Every the individual components of the body in every city, in every community. That needs if that's not being practiced, then that particular body, the leadership of it, first and foremost, are under God's conviction. If we continue ignoring the Lord's conviction, our conscience will become hardened. There are members in your body, if God has put them there, then you need to be going to God as leaders, representing memberships, and you need to raise up, remind them from that puppet. When you're preaching, it says, okay, we have a blessed new member in here. Let us all seek the voice of God in the face of God. You're seeking His face. That means you're seeking His voice too. Now you're a we. That goes for me too. Definitely goes for me. <coughs> Dang, there was a brick. One y'all, when you listen, this is going to know what that means. The others may not know what brick means. That was a punch in the face. I think I'm bleeding in my nose now. Anyways. Okay, too much of a visual. Uh, as God gets his, gets our attention, sometimes he has to hit his upside the head with a two by four. Sometimes he hits us in the face with a brick. And as soon as he wakes us up out there, gives us a smelling salt, he says, do I have your attention? Yes, sir. <laughs> now listen, okay. Uh, but if you got people in there that God's put in your church, bro, you as a leader need to say, Thank you, God. Thank you for sending him. Thank you for sending her. Where would you have them to serve within this body? If they don't belong in that body, if they miss her, that can happen. We're still in the flesh. We say, I think this is where God wants me out there. You know, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with saying, I think. If you're praying and you and it's strong on your heart, then it's also going to be strong in the leader's hearts. Do not be Make the same mistake that King David did once out there when he got prideful and he counted us. He said, you know what? I'm going to count and see how many money men I have. That means warriors. I said, I'm going to count it out there. God never told him to count that. I believe his servant Joe was the one that said, uh, uh, says, that's not right, King. I said, but I do it according to your word. He lost like 20,000 of his people. Not just warriors. He lost men, women, and children. God took him out. He took their life. He said, that's it. You're losing people. He conned them. He was boasting on it. He said, oh, man, I got all those money men. I got the, You got it? Those are God's men. <laughs> those are God's warriors. Not yours. They're just under your charge. God took them out. I didn't say let them go to hell. I don't, I don't, I'm not taking that verse on that. Um, but um, when God plants us... Then the leadership there needs to be saying welcome. I just read that from a very well-respected Bible study book called Experiencing God out there, kind of going through it. And that was like confirmation also. And it goes along with this verse nicely where, so if you got a member that's, if you got members in there, you welcome them as membership. Did you welcome them just to get a number on your scrolls? To say, oh yeah, look how many people God put in this church. You sure God put them on that church? That's boasting in your numbers, bro. Don't do that. If they're just coming in there just to be a member on your scroll, it's not their, it's not their sole responsibility to say where you need to be. You, as leader of that church, bro, all your leaders need to be going to God at that point saying, okay, you're playing them in this house, God. Where do you want me to put them? 
I'll tell you, when you want them to do them. Then you need to look over the list of gifts to find out, okay, God, what gifts have you given them? And, of course, we need to be doing that also. We need to say, okay, God, what gifts do you want to trust with me? We don't ask God what gifts we want. You go through 1 Corinthians 12. It doesn't say that. It may say at the end of it, but honestly, desire the greater gifts. That just means the gifts. Uh, more actually, but you look at the beginning part of it. The Holy Spirit is charged with giving gift or gifts. Some will have multiple, some will not. Every single one of these gifts. If God allowed it to be in his word, it's relevant. What they all fully mean, I still don't know. I'm still, some of them I understand, some of them I don't. Some of them, if they're not being practiced within your particular body of Christ, they're being practiced throughout the autumn. Now, they've been perverted. Satan does like to come and mess things up. He slithers in, messes things up, causes a stirring. I'll tell you, you know what? That's what we tell. Lord, we got somebody. We got something in here that's uh, messing things up. Rebuke him. Do not. Nowhere in Scripture where you find in here where God gives us the authority to speak to Satan and rebuke him. Nowhere in Scripture. So if you're doing it, stop it. Uh, just repent and confess. It's easy. Not easily to practice sometimes. Sometimes we're gonna have to, we gotta get a little brokenness in there. You know, God needs to remove it from us, but that's okay. He gives us the power to repent and confess. Cause He knows He's there, cause He's loving, He's ready. Jesus Christ says, I gotta do is confess. I'm your advocate. And you're forgiven. You repent, confess, and don't do it again. That's what repent means, actually. Sometimes He has to be a total removal. It's okay, go sit before me. I need to carve that out. It's like a cancer. I need to cut it out. You don't go to a doctor with a laser on that one there. That's only Jesus Christ removes. We bring stuff into Jesus Christ when we get saved. But it ain't going to stay. So if you think God's going to keep it in there, if he's going to come in, he's going to keep your sin, I'll tell you, no, 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 no. You've been taught wrong. You may not be at the... uh, at the particular church in the particular body that God would want you to go to, because like I said, there are church. You can go through the letters of the churches uh, in Revelation two and three, and you can clearly see that if God threatens to remove a candlestick, there are churches I guarantee that He has removed that candlestick from around this world. Some of them will continue going on. Don't know God's removed this candlestick. God's left the building. I said, that's a scary church. Doing things according to flesh. Whether God would have you go in there and, remind, and speak that. Remind those people. Bring repentance. I can't say that. There'll be confirmation to that. God may be saying to a leader you're serving under right now. Saying, I think God wants you to go over here and do this. There's a team that's starting up over there. Give an example of that one when a uh, brother uh, Paxton uh, first was leading the charge of ministry on the west side. Uh, didn't plan on that. I had already heard God clearly and it was confirmed through uh, youth leaders and other elders that were praying. Uh, when I submitted a volunteer application within the church I was at, it was strong on my heart to go there and I said, Lord, what? You want me to? You want me to lead a group of young men? You want me to teach? 
I says, ain't I a new believer? And it's just like, you want me to just go in and walk alongside with people? I can't do this. So, I was on the confirmation. I was okay, well, let me. The need is there. They're asking for servants, workers. I just submit uh, my name and let them be praying also with me. Yeah, obviously it was confirmed because God had me in there for five years. And he had me in the city for just under seven years. May still have that calling. Uh, when you plant you on something, he'll break your heart. He'll burn it. He'll, he'll give you a, a portion of his burden saying, I want to share with this with you. These are the people that I want you to go and serve. It'll give confirmation for leadership there. Leadership will hear saying, I think this person is supposed to be here. And then they knew it. Unfortunately, well, I don't want to go too deep in this one, one on one. Uh, some, a lot of times, other leaders will come in and push them out. The enemy will allow them to come in and, uh, shake them up and bring God's leadership out and, and plant themselves in there. Uh, that does happen sometimes when the enemy comes in and he'll get, he'll get himself into a position. If the leaders aren't listening or there's rebellion in there or disobedience in there, he'll sneak in and build up a stronghold. Um, the enemy is very good at building up strongholds. And a lot of times we dwell there until God says, uh, you got someone in there that don't belong in there. Go to first tell them the gospel. Because God may want to save him. We move him for that. Remember, for those three years of Jesus' ministry, didn't walk, didn't say he knew him the whole time. Matter of fact, he didn't know any of this until it was time for his ministry to take take root for those three years. Judas Iscariot was of Satan the whole time. Because Jesus said that on numerous occasions in the different gospel letters. Consistently said it. Then he says, one is the devil. Jesus knew it. He didn't kick him out at the time. Until that last supper. And he says go and do what you need to do. And get it over with. At that point he knew it was time. It was the father's time. But he walked with him. He even entrusted him with the money bag. And he was stealing from it. <laughs> Don't you think God didn't know that? Well he's in hell right now. Because he committed suicide. Uh, and I'm not saying. I'm not applying all suicides or that. But that suicide. <laughs> Was of Satan and he's in hell. But let me go ahead and close out here. So, if you're a leader, you got members in your body, you need to be going to God right now. First and repent and confess. If you haven't heard, okay. We welcome this brother into the body. Now, Lord, show us where, show us in him or her where he needs to be. It's not where I want him. It's not where I want to be as a member of the church. It's not where the leaders want him. It's where, God, what, what do you want to do with them in this body? If he is to lead a group of team to go start up, to go start up another church or replant another church, then so be it. But let God speak to all of them. That's God working through the body of Christ. Body of Christ is not a <clears throat> church organization. Body of Christ is his body. So, love y'all. Love y'all enough too much to speak anything but what God lays upon my heart.
to share. That's a portion of the burden he's got there. He's got a burden for the churches that are that he's playing to me yet. I'm seeing a lot of them break up. I'm seeing a lot of them do things according to the flesh. God's the one that's going to be the judge on it, not me. God has used me to wake up, and he's also used others to wake me up, and I still want that. If I need to be woke up, if I need to have a brick and slap it, be slapped in the face, then so be it. Love you.